0: back, boys and girls, to another episode of K Babe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined once again by the king of Cave Babe, frontside, 180 kickflips,
1: Mr. Wex Breaking the loss. And Wex, how are we living today? Living pretty good. It's a snow day. I was out with uh, the old COVID, had the sickness for a couple weeks, and I go back to work, and it's a blizzard out here. It's just pure ice. So yeah. I'm having uh, a good little time at home, drinking a beer on a Friday morning.
0: Drinking a beer on a Friday morning. It's always a good time. Always a good time. I'm locked in here with two little cretins. They're running around. Actually, they've, I've actually shoved them both in front of uh, little devices for this next hour. I'm a good parent, and that's what you do. You put them in front of the TV. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to take my kids and drop them off at their friend's house and come back home and play video games while they play in the snow because I did the whole snow thing with them yesterday. And I gotta tell you, man, Daddy is snowed out. Okay, I'm 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 one day is all you get with me. Like I can build the snowman. We can do snowball fights. We can find a space place to go sled. Hours at a time. My nose is chapped. I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with the wicks.
1: Yeah, I took my dog out to the dog park for like 20 minutes and I was over
0: it. So. Yeah, I can't have that. It's too much. It's too much. I don't like it. I don't know how you folks live in the Midwest and the North. It's uh, you're a different breed. You're a different breed. We ain't breed built for, for sure. this here in Tennessee. No, we ain't built for it. Not one bit. Uh, dude, you know what? It's episode one of season four. I am super, super excited about that. I'm sure you noticed the new little jingle bringing you into this episode. And uh, hopefully you notice the new artwork we got going on, making it a little more colorful, a little more bright. And uh, today's episode, we are covering TNA's final resolution from 2007. It's going up against WWE's day one, uh, 2022. So we got a lot of meat on the bone. But before we get to the episode, before we dive into season four, what's the haps, man? What's the news, the notes, the, uh, the rumors,
1: the, the dirt? Give me the dirt. Give me the tea, baby. The tea and the dirt sheets that are coming out this week, man. WWE just keeps releasing people. And as of last night, right before we recorded this, Daniel wasn't even aware. Samoa Joe released for the second time this year nine in like the past year. The second time wow. in nine months. He had to wow. sit in that fucking WrestleMania reign, came back to be the NXT champion for like a week and then had to relinquish it due to injury. So, man, I'm feeling it for Samoa Joe. And also, William Regal released. The Road Dog. Jesse James released. Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, and Gabe Sapolsky was apparently working for them. I didn't know. He wasn't released. He was He just kind of quit. Yeah. Cause he oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Twitter. he was
0: supposed to be running the – so, okay – so I know that when Triple H was doing the black and gold thing, this may have been actually even like 2018, 2019. Do you remember when they had like uh, – they even advertised on the network as they were going to do the Evolve specials? Oh, yeah. They ran an Evolve special head-to-head
1: with a w- with an AEW, AEW right? special.
0: Okay, yeah. so what was going to happen – because at that point, NXT was selling out arenas. They were, they were touring. They were a full third brand. Undisputed Era was going hard. So they were like, you know what? We're actually going to start using Evolve as – the developmental it was supposed to be. Uh, and then that just didn't happen because of COVID and everything else. So I think Gabe was like, well, I'm literally doing nothing here. I can't run Evolve shows because, you know, of the plague or whatever. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Honestly, I thought he left at the beginning of 2020. But I mean, yeah, hey, at least he collected he, a paycheck yeah. for a, couple of, a year or two, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, he literally just tweeted out like either yesterday or today about that. And then out of all these people being released from WWE, they just signed on. TNA OG Classic Star P.D. Williams as a full time backstage producer, which is wow. crazy to
0: think. Yeah, it's like, dude, to me too. Like, okay, so you're trying with 2.0, you're trying to separate yourself, right? Like, we've talked about this a little bit on the show how you're you're really trying to separate, you know, not only separate brands, but like separate the entire product itself. Like there's sports entertainment. That's WWE there's wrestling and that's AEW. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's a great idea. I don't even mind the idea of two. I just don't like it. I don't like 2.0, but I understand what they're doing there with it. Right. So, but to me, how is road dog, not the better choice to do the WWE style, but PD Williams is the better. That doesn't make
1: what, what like that is. Yeah. That makes no sense unless they're literally trying to go in a different direction and try new things with new people. Maybe, yeah. but I feel like those people will have ideas that they will not like because it's not their style. It's not going to be right. what they're, you know, what they cater to pretty much. Yeah. So and WWE, it. It's, it, you know. Inept, inept. It's just, it's just they're just not. Yeah. yeah. God, so stupid. I think Nick that. Khan might be fucking shit up, though, for real. I really think that old Connie boy. Of course,
0: boy. Of course he, I, And how did he get here,
1: man? I want, like, He's I want Rock. grew up with The Rock. That's what I found out. He was like childhood friends with The Rock.
0: I'm shaking. I mean, I know you're not. You can't, you can't see this, and it just sounds like silence, but I'm just shaking my head incessantly. Like, every time. It's, I feel like I'm going to have to edit out these little, like, gaps. But really, you know what? I'm not going to edit them out. Now you know. I'm just shaking my head in, like, utter disbelief and stupidity. that why, why, Okay, I don't give a fuck who he grew up with. How long has he been in the wrestling business?
1: I don't think he's really been in the wrestling business. I think he's been in, like, the TV business or something like How that. How do you... Okay, you give him a gig? That's cool. How do you make him, like, the, he runs the company
0: right now? It feels like he's running the company. It feels yeah. like he is running the company. Like, He's
1: got old senile vents locked up, you know, right under his thumb and doing whatever he wants.
0: Trash. It's garbage. It's ridiculous. I am not for it at all.
1: Yeah, not very cool. Well, there's some good news for AEW. They had their TBS debut this week for AEW Dynamite. And man, it was a fucking fantastic show. I don't know if anybody called it, but a 30-minute fucking violent banger between Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson for Hangman to retain his AEW World Championship. And I feel like that was like this fucking stamp sign delivered the Hangman being a fucking true champion. Like yeah. he, they went at it. Like at first, you know that that draw, we're like, eh, I don't know, you know. He's drawing. Oh, dude. I loved that match. I thought it was great. I thought the draw was great. Honestly, we were CBA talking able to about Hangman's championship but... run, Then people were like, oh, no, you know, he's only had a few defenses, and he had the draw. Yeah. like, oh, is he really a true, a true badass champion? And then after this match, no questions. Yeah. Like, it was great storytelling. Every move that Danielson had been using to beat all these other people to dismantle the rest of the Dark Order, Hangman kicked out of all those moves. It was wow. fucking perfect. He kicked out of all of them. excuse me there you know hit that fucking buckshot. great shit uh jade cargill uh won the tbs championship uh, championship that uh new belt the match eh, wasn't the best but you know it was really cool seeing her get it because i like what they've been doing with her her old dominant winning streak thing so now they need to put her back in matches that don't show her flaws you know don't show her weaknesses accentuate her strengths like do, like, some more, you know, Brock Lesnar-Goldberg-style matches. Some short, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Boom,
1: boom, do your move, big get the splosh. win. yeah. I mean, and exactly. that's their style. Yeah, and honestly, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. So, yeah, good stuff. And we got a Rampage coming up tonight, and then the Battle of the Belt special on Saturday. And there's only two matches announced for the big special, and that's Cody Rose versus Sammy Guevara, part three. Which is going to be a banger.
0: Which is going to be a banger. Which, I don't care what anybody says. It's going to be a banger.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great match. And I'm loving, I'm loving the Cody like heel face heel turn where he's like still trying to be a baby face but he's a heel i'm love it's working great i'm loving it the crowd's playing into it yeah good shit right there and the only other matches we have reho versus Britt baker for the AEW women's championship so that's only two matches for a special it's gonna be an hour long i expect at least one more match yeah not sure what belt they're gonna put on the line but i expect at least one more yeah i heard there was a medically something well the tag belts right I'm thinking that's what the announcement is because they said due to some medical protocols or medical something, there's a change to the special they're going to announce on Rampage, which I'm guessing is you know Phoenix. They were going to do a rematch. Yeah. But then Phoenix – which he actually didn't break anything. What? Exactly. This man is fucking made of rubber. He's uh, got an X-ray, no broken bones. He just had a dislocation and a hyperextension, and he'll be fine that's insane, crazy right? <laughs> good for him dude. it looked terrible dude, good looked for him good for him good on you
0: ray phoenix man that's awesome because it looked horrible i was like
1: oh, yes yep, he broke his shit yep i
0: didn't I, nice. I, again i haven't been able to see the show yet but I, I i just i mean obviously you can't be on twitter and not see the clips of it so i was like jesus christ like i was like well he's out for the rest of the year like you know what i mean like that's crazy good for him so he'll i'm sure he'll still have to do some like yeah, physical like six therapy or and,
1: something yeah he'll, oh i didn't even think that long probably maybe three months three. something like that yeah well, cool. Insane That's awesome to think about. So yeah, those, those should be a good show. Um, we do have all the matches set up for rampage for tonight and I haven't looked up spoilers. If you want to do some quick predictions real quick, we got four matches. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, man. All right, let's go ahead and get it. Uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 versus Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. I'm going to say
0: 2.0 and Garcia. I think that they need to win.
1: I'm going to have to agree with you. I think I'll, the way they're going with the heel, the hillness, yeah. the hill shit popping off. They're going to win. Okay. Next up, Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas, the newly signed AEW wrestler. I mean, it. come on, man. Adam Cole, baby, right?
0: Let's, yeah, let's just move past that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam Cole, baby. Okay, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho and Riho, kind of a little pre-tag setup for the title match. So I'm going to say Riho and Soho win because uh, Baker's going to retain at Same. the special. Same. All right. Agreed. And then – the big one, everyone's new favorite wrestler hook versus Aaron solo of the factory.
0: I mean, I feel like we're unanimous on this one, right? Like yep. I feel like all four of them, there's no, no competition here. Cause we've guessed this exact same. Uh, I I'm going like to go with
1: rampage is like, you know, that show it's very, you can, unless it's like a big, big, crazy match. It's kind of predictable.
0: I gotta say, I'm excited about the kid though. Like, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen somebody that I was like excited. Like he's, good like really yeah. good like and it's like wow i mean i love that you've been on tv and this like dark menacing like emo kid vibe and then like cuz and you don't say anything like i love yeah, that. dude
1: they they the way they presented him works so great for his character excellent presentation excellent, excellent storytelling presentation. excellent writing whatever you want to call it perfect sammy is going to win the belt against cody he's going to win it back
0: for sure cuz cody's just trying to put people over i don't know why everybody hates him but that's what he does and then uh, I think hook and Sammy have a run. Ooh. And that'll be ridiculously good. Ridiculously good for everyone involved. I would we love to any, see hook do We something. got any more dirt. I, know, I mean, I know we got a, we got, you know, impacts, uh, hard to kill this weekend.
1: Yes. And we're going to have a ring of honor world championship defense on the show. So mm. that's going to be mm-hmm. great. And we are covering the show. Correct?
0: Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We'll get to that when we get to the schedule. Is there any more dirt or we, can we dive into the show here?
1: So, I mean Samoa Joe was like the newest thing that was popping off. So yeah, we well, well, I mean, dive to dive into T and A Final Resolution two thousand seven starring Samoa Joe.
0: My boy's been listening. He's he's been he's been working on those transitions. He's doing a great job. Loving that segue, baby. Love it. Very, very Mr. Know-It-All-esque. Let's dive right into it here. It's a very 2007-style opening package. A uh, little creepy emo, like, hard rock kind of vibe. But well done for what it was. The Ali footage was very cool. And, the, I mean, like, the the way they kind of used his narration was really well done, I thought. Um, for being the obvious B promotion and not anywhere really close to WWE at the time, uh, the production was even pretty
1: though, good. Oh, even though they were trying. trying. Bro, they were
0: trying so hard, bro. But, I mean, that's I guess that's what you got to do, you know? I mean, when you're that when you're the ant, you got to try to throw rocks at the giant, I guess. But um, let's dive right into it here. Match number one is AJ Styles versus Rhino. Um, Man, I thought it was a great idea to put these guys on first. I thought it was a really hot start and the crowd was super into it. There were a couple sloppy miscommunication spots, but they they recovered really well from them. I thought the stipulation was very weird, like with a pinfall and the 10 count. So once again, I feel like TNA got in its own way. Like if this had just been a regular match, it uh, it would have been significantly better. Uh, but the wonky stipulations really muddied it for me. So the bell to bell was great, but the gimmick hurt it. But the bell to bell being really, really good and the gimmick being really not good, put me right in the middle. So I gave it three beers
1: overall. Where are you at on this one, Lex? Dude. I almost, you know, pretty much agree with everything you said. Like, dude, one thing I want to point out, first of all, is they looked like a tag team. Their gear looked like it was color coordinated. I was just yeah. like, yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah, I, I know like you either. always point out when people do yeah. that shit. It's just why opponents shouldn't have similar gear ever. Very fucking stupid. And just like you said, the most TNA thing they could have done is have this fucking gimmick where you have to get pinned one, two, three, and then it's a last man standing after that. So it's really a thirteen yeah, count. Dumb. It's dumb. It's super dumb.
0: It's just like do one or I the was other. like,
1: dude, my note is what the fuck kind of TNA shit is this? Like, seriously. And Bad. dude, the work rate, though, yeah, like, they were doing like AJ Styles was being fucking AJ Styles right here. So yeah, can't he can't say anything to shade to what they were doing in the ring. And Rhino, he was pretty much like in his prime physically at this point.
0: Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: He, no, he was doing uh, a great I job. I mean, the, yeah, the bell, the bell, the bell, bell was much,
1: awesome. Yeah. So I didn't quite go three beers. I wasn't that generous. I, I went two point seven five, two and three quarters, almost okay. three beers. I was All like right. this fucking stipulation. You're like really, a sip lower than me. So, you know. Yeah I mean the stipulation really fucking did it for me though I was just like dude what I get the it. F-? like dude I get so it. fucking stupid Let's move it on, baby. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. I, I do feel like the post
0: match kind of seemed to keep the angle going. And
1: since yeah, the, we. Yeah, the, for the angle, yeah. I'll say that well, that kept it going. And also, but, too,
0: since we've kind of like. We've kind of determined, like, you know, we're covering 06, 07 TNA now that we're moving it. We're covering 97 WWF and we're covering 02 WWE is our nostalgia. Like, those are all. So I, I like that idea in 97 uh, WCW, too. So I like that idea that way we kind of like keep the storyline going. So. Because I never watched this in real time. Like, not, at this point, no, I was at on tour. I, I mean, I might get to watch, like, a show here and there. But, like, it was very rare if we went to, like, a WWE
1: Hooters. was the only thing that I was keeping up with in real time. And it probably wasn't yeah. really heavy until, like, no. a couple months after this. Like, later into 2007. I didn't,
0: dude, I, from, like, 06, there was a solid five-year run from, like, 06 to 2011. I watched. Like, I'd watch Mania and whatever. But, like, I just didn't have. I just couldn't. Uh, And
1: 2011 is really when I came back. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's been, been a while. It was like 07 to 09. I was in it WWE really heavy watching it all the time. So, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting back into the beginning of me getting back into it after leaving for like, a yeah, couple it's years.
0: awesome. It's like, it's what we missed. And I feel like a lot of people haven't seen these shows too. And I feel like we're offering some pretty good insights. So let's keep it rolling here. Match number two is Chris Sabin versus Jerry Lynn versus Christopher Daniels for the TNA X division championship. I thought the work rate was incredible. Um, Sabin was definitely at the top of his game and Daniels is probably in his prime at that point too. Uh, Jerry Lynn was kind of the salt and pepper, the seasoning in the match uh, with the bulk being kind of worked by Saban and Daniels and it worked perfectly. I thought the whoever were the agent was, which it probably was just the three of them booking it themselves, knowing how smart Jerry Lynn is at putting matches like this together. Um, I thought it was perfect, man. I thought it was um I thought it was really well booked. Great match. The three-way spots were done perfectly. It's exactly what TNA is known for. Um, it's not there were there were a couple stutters, a couple of uh lit, laggy spots. I'm not going like five beers with it, but I do think four is pretty solid here. So I'm giving it four beers. I thought it was a really good to great match, honestly.
1: Hey, man. Anytime I see Slick Johnson in shorts and high socks, I know it's going to be a good time. And, of course, he was rocking that look heavy right here in this match. And I kind of like the way they work this because they'd have one guy kind of get knocked out and then they just work a singles match. And they Mm. didn't, like, try to do too much because, you know, sometimes they try to do too much three-way stuff and force it in there. It doesn't really work. And I thought they worked that perfect in here. And I love how they kept emphasizing Jerry Lynn's age, like he was just old as fuck at this point when he was. And he's just like, like
0: thirty-eight or something like that, or forty or something like that.
1: Yeah, he was like the same age as like AJ Styles or something, maybe a little younger yeah, than like yeah. current AJ Styles. And yeah, they were just like, like forty or forty-one. And his promos and his acting, like for the angle, was like hilarious because you know yeah. jerry oh, lynn's never oh never i love been, him to
0: death god yeah. bless his soul but that dude is awful on the mic and as a character oh yeah
1: great it reminded me uh very reminiscent of that wwf new york light heavyweight championship promo yes that we yes, covered a while yes, back yes, yes, just uh, yes. that that style on the mic right there but i wasn't a really a fan of the finish It just kind of like it uh, didn't seem abrupt yeah uh, very abrupt I almost went four beers. I, I same thing. I literally went a quarter of a beer less than you. I went 3 and 3 quarters. 3 3.75 okay. again. That's fair.
0: That's fair. I like it. I like it. I mean, speaking of of bad but kind of awesome acting, the Kevin Nash and Bob Backlund segment afterwards was Dude. incredible. I like you say what you want. TNA LOL like and it was kind of like silly. I don't know if it was good booking, but it was highly entertaining. Like Kevin Nash I don't care what anybody says. Maybe not a great wrestler, but top 10 on the mic all time. Oh, yeah. He's
1: a number one entertainer. Like, for sure.
0: Number one entertainer. Maybe not even, like, great pro wrestling promo, but, like, skits, segments, like, any. Oh, God. Just Just coolness. He's a cool guy. He just, you can't help it.
1: Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah.
0: I agree. hundred percent. Even with gray hair
1: and like at that this segment, it seemed like they didn't truly tell Bob Backlund what they were doing. And they just kind of started fucking recording the promo. Like
0: everybody, everybody in the promo was good too, except for Backlund. It was like Kevin Nash was good. And then EY, Eric Young came in with his bleach blonde hair. Hilarious. And even JB at the end, like Jeremy Borash, like his like eye, eye movement looking over. It was just, everybody was hilarious
1: except for Backlund and Backlund just looked like he was lost, which is, which is almost even more funny. Yeah, he was just like rambling and everybody was just like, "Uh, fuck it, we're just going to make this work." I liked it.
0: Yeah. We did get a package after that for the whole like jackass X Division thing. <sighs> uh fuck and that it. was yeah, that's not so good. Uh I did love that the gemo- the, the the judges were uh and Joe, which I have no idea who that is. Like I really want to know who was under that hood, by the way. Like It was a I, fucking I, Red Power Ranger mask. Yeah, I know, but still like I want to know who was behind the hood. Like I feel like it was an older wrestler. Um, and I want to know who it was. But, uh, it was yeah, so if you know, please tweet us. Uh, Big Fat Oily Guy is the second um, judge because, you know, that's a thing.
1: The, I think and, that was supposed to be, like, maybe, like, a reference to the dude they had in WWE at the time. Uh, what was his name? Like,
0: Oh, yeah, part of the party guy or whatever it was. Big oh, Dick, Big Dick Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I
1: think that was, like, a parody of him. It was. Oh, of course it was.
0: Um, which is really stupid. But uh, anyway, Bob Backlund's obviously the third one. I thought that, that the introduction and the judges were gold. Kevin Nash on commentary. Kevin Nash on commentary made this whole thing work to me. Um, the Alex Shelley match with Austin Star, uh, as goofy as the storyline was, I thought the match was pretty decent. I, I thought, like, I thought the match belt-to-belt was good, but the comedy took a lot of the... It's hard to take the work rate seriously when you even look goofy in the ring. Does that make sense? Like the, the moves were performed well. Um, it just, the angle took so much away from it. Um, so I'm kind of in another situation where I was with Rhino and AJ. Like I thought the match belt, I thought they worked well. It just didn't. It's, it's almost like, why would you work so serious when this is a comedy spot? Does that, does that make sense? Like, it's almost like they were trying to work like a regular X division style, but it I don't know. And then, like, you know, you, you do the, the false finish once and then you do it twice and then you do Ugh. this delayed Bob Backlund thing. I gave it two and a half beers. It was below average to me, um, but I thought the work rate was was well within the two beers. And I thought Kevin National Commentary was well within the half a beer. So two and a half for me. Where are you at on this? Uh, this Alex Shelley Austin star match?
1: I'll just say you're being extremely generous with your rating on this match because, like, dude, the work rate itself was not bad. Like like you said, they performed moves well. Everything was fluid. But the story was just classic TNA bullshit. Like, Stop if Bob Boplin wasn't so out of his mind. That's like, so rude. You're rude. Dude, and after all that shit and, like, they read all that shit and they go, all right, five extra minutes. I was done. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. Like, <sighs> this match – was not it. The fat, oily guy, like watching this, just if you went in and only watched this, like, hey, we're going to watch TNA wrestling from 2007. This is the only match you watched. You would understand why people thought TNA was a joke at this point, because they were doing too much bullshit like this. And Kevin Nash was the only saving grace out of all of this. And he just looked like he was just having fun. He didn't care because he was getting paid. That's that's how I felt. A thousand this, percent. Cause he was just out there just like, fuck it. I'm having a good time. A thousand like, percent. It looked like he was thinking like, who the fuck actually booked Bob Backlund for this? Whatever. Let's it. fucking do it.
0: I love it. I think it's great. Um, yeah. So
1: one beer, go- though. I gave it a beer. One one, one beer? fucking beer. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: that I salted like- me. It, 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 it salted me hard.
0: All right, well, Salty Wex over here. Let's get into the next uh, segment. It's package for James Storm and Petey Williams, but I thought it was for James Storm and Chris Harris because that's all they talked about in the entire yes, fucking that's what package. I thought
1: the match was until Petey Williams uh, came yeah. out, and I was like, I not- wrote, what the like, fuck? I literally wrote,
0: like, you know, I have my notes on my like on my phone. I wrote, like, you know, match number four, James Storm versus Chris Harris with my little dash to put my notes in. And then, like, when they hit the Petey Williams music, I was like, what? what? And then I was like, wait, did Chris Harris go already? Did they just, like, did they do, like, the package to bury him, to bury Chris Harris because he had, like, left? Uh, yes, maybe, that, maybe that's that exactly was. what that was. Um, I mean, that makes sense, I guess. I don't know. Some, it's weird, too, how, like, James Storm said some pretty racist shit in that package, and, like, people were – he was the, kind of the babyface at the time. And then, like, you get to the match, and now he's the heel for the match. It's like – I don't know, man. It, it felt real weird. Uh, Storm definitely worked, like, that 90s style. It's definitely not an X Division vibe that Williams kind of helped make famous. That being said, it wasn't bad for what it was. Uh, it was a way to get Storm over as a heel. I mean, you know, the cheat to win and hand and get, you know, ha- add some heat on with the handcuffs at the end. Uh, the Gale Kim and Jackie thing was decent, um, but it was better booked than it was worked, if that makes sense. I thought the booking was decent here. Um, I thought the work was kind of it was just it wasn't that it was bad. It was just a, a big clash of styles. You know what I mean? Like James Storm works that, you know, headlock. Hip toss, vertical suplex, like, th- those are you know, the 90s moves, you know? Like, that's, that's what he does. And he's not ba- – I mean, I give him a lot of shit, but he's not bad at it. It's just that Petey Williams is very much a speed guy. And so it's like when you slow Petey down, it, I, I don't know, it just felt off to me. Um, I gave it – this one also is two and a half years for me, slightly below average. Where are you at on it?
1: We keep having a trend here where I keep giving a similar rating, just slightly below. And really, Petey Williams is fucking awesome. He's one of the best. He's great. You know, awesome for him getting hired by WWE. Even though he'll probably be released in like 30 days, but James Storm just sucks, honestly. I just don't like James Storm. He just does not get me excited for really anything. Honestly, his NXT run was the only thing that I thought was he's like... Je-
0: he's Jeff Jarrett. You know, people in the business are like, oh, what are you talking about? He's a great wrestler. He can work. And some people do like him. But then, like, I feel like real wrestling fans are just like, get off my TV
1: screen. Like, Yeah, we exactly. Just don't just, care about it's him. Like, like, eh. Storm is just whack as fuck. I don't know. And P. D. Williams is cool. And it just, this just didn't work. So I gave it two beers, all for P. D. Williams, 100%. See what I did there?
0: Oh, (laughs) my goodness. My goodness. All right, let's keep it rolling here. We get a VKM invasion angle, which is dumb as hell. Um, No possible payoff here. Really bad booking. Um, I love how he's supposed to be burying the DX guys, and it's all supposed to be a shoot. And then he's like, but we want you to get better, brother, or whatever. Get better, Paul. And it's like, God, I don't know, man. It just... It, 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 it felt like they, they ran this whole angle on trying to like shoot on DX right that was a whole thing and then this is supposed to be the end of it they're like we're claiming victory because you didn't show up blah 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 but in the we middle in of
1: Knoxville this, Tennessee
0: right in the middle of this worked promo that you're doing this worked shoot you're like oh but you know we don't want to see anybody get hurt so get better paul i was like you you killed it right there like you killed it right there like that i, I don't know that that to me was just
1: dude, dumb and the fucking thing with Christy Him oh dude that was so cringe. Like It was painful I they were to like, watch, man. Painful like, yeah, I thought Rogue was like, oh, yeah, we are. We're going to like – because at this point, they didn't have the knockouts division, and they kept kind of mentioning that throughout the whole show. Well, we don't have a women's division here because like, this thing is what they were building to. Yeah. But if this was their way to build to it, like at first I was like, oh, oh, he's being cool. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to – oh, we do want some women. And then fucking Billy Gunn just was like, you fucking slut. And, yeah, and I that was – like. What? Jesus. Where? What, what is the point of this? What purpose did this serve? Like, what direction were they going? They were going left and right, up and down. It was fucking nuts. Fucking garbage. I don't know why it was on the show. As, as and if like,
0: we needed more topic talking after this, it goes into a 3D promo.
1: Yeah. Which, what, one thing I want to say about the 3D promo and just Bubba Ray Dudley or what, Brother Ray at this point, yeah, he looks so yeah. unintimidating. No, he wasn't Bully Ray yet. That's not until he went solo. Oh, okay. But he looks so generic, unintimidating, just like wrestler, a wrestler age. He was literally, he just looks so fucking lame and bland. This, wrestler like,
0: a wrestler, a wrestler, I I don't even think that. I feel like you look like the guy that you could run into at, like, looking at light switches at Lowe's. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I mean, it,
1: <laughs> even that. He just looks so whack and generic and not like a wrestler, not intimidating. And that little beanie that he had on, it just looks so fucking funny. God damn it. It was funny. Yeah. It was let's funny get into sure. this fucking match because,
0: yeah, let's, let's get over Let's just get it over with. It's the NWA Tag Team Championships. Uh, it's really lackluster, bell to bell, guys, if I'm being honest. I found myself having to force myself to watch it, and that's never a good sign. I also really didn't like that it's just like a standard match, but Bubba wore like jeans and a t shirt. Like, I just that's felt like saying.
1: he, he looked just seemed like so he didn't care. bland, dude.
0: Yeah, he, he looked very bland. Um, I don't know. It just felt really low brow. Um, it felt like they were working a spot show on a pay-per-view. That's what it felt like. It felt like they were working a house show like that. And it just, the finish was terrible below average at very best. I'd say it's halfway to average. So I gave it a beer and a half.
1: And yet again, I went just a half a beer below you. Cause I only gave this thing a fucking beer. It was a shitty match. Like it was not good. And then the ending, like Spike Dudley supposed to be drunk. Santa coming out there and then botch like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? After this mediocre work fest of Hernandez just doing what he can, and then we get a fucking DQ ending, dude. I was just like, nope. One beer. Ba- barely even a beer. Like I might, I might have had a little bit left in the can at the bottom
0: barely even a beer wow don't like that at all um okay i feel like i mean I, you know i said it once and i'm gonna say it again we had we had mr uh, mr jesse baker the patron saint of the rock block on last week we had a great show by the way um i'm excited about the Baker's dozen coming up and uh you know i feel like since he's not here regularly it's like your role just to be the negative nancy in the fucking group man
1: i'm not being negative i'm just calling it like it is If if hey if you guys don't believe me this show is on youtube You can type it in, TNA Final Resolution 2007. That's how I watched it. Go watch it for yourself and let me know if you think it's better than a beer. If it's better than a beer, tweet at us. Let us know. At kayfabe comparisons on Twitter. Yeah, I like
0: that. I like that. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, We did get a Samoa Joe promo after the match. Um, it's baby Joe too. Um, it was kind of bad because he kept like shouting and then getting really quiet and then shouting and the audio guys must've absolutely loved him. They must've thought he was incredible. Um, that's <laughs> dude. I ha- I mean, I, I hate that too. Like, don't do that, man. Don't do that. Like just pick one or the other. And if you accelerate and if you start to yell,
1: then yell and keep it this way for a long time. See, macho man knows how to go from the yelling down to the, but he knows yeah, that you got to keep the move. voice going with yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. You gotta to
1: keep it rolling and bringing it back up. Ups and downs, ebbs Damn. and flows, baby. You can't just scream and then talk real quiet. That's, I thought it I mean. was his audio issues, but it does make sense that it no, was just, him just him. being all weird not yeah. knowing how to cut promos. Yeah. It's, and, and honestly, like, I, I see what he's trying to convey. It's just, you, you can't, I mean, it's just, I,
0: I mean, you can't do that. Maybe live, maybe live you can do that. You either you gotta be
1: Jake the Snake or you gotta be the Ultimate Warrior. You gotta pick right. one
0: of the two, right? Or if you're gonna like, if you're gonna yell, you need to leave space, like yada, yada 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 yada. And then you get, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have space for the guys. Like you gotta have space. Come on now, it's a little audio backstage tips from 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 your boy Mr. Know It All here. Uh, but the package was really well done, um, especially for being lower budget. The package for Joe and and Angle was awesome. I like the idea of Iron Man match. I always have um, my favorite match of all time. You know, is easily Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12 um i also like that you know 10 years later essentially or you know almost 11 years later we're looking at Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle in a 30 minute iron man match i think that's a better idea in general especially if you're doing it on on tv even if you're doing it on pay per view 30 minutes for an iron man match i feel like wor- works and I thought the match was an absolute masterpiece. I thought it was the best bell-to-bell match on the show for sure. Um, not only that, but this time they actually had built a great story too. Like if you, like I felt, the even just with the package, I felt the personal issue between them. And that, that's always important, especially in good pro wrestling. Um, great story, man. Um, with, the, with both of their backgrounds, the Iron Man match made the most sense too. um, I liked that they actually had falls too. And didn't like rip off the Brett and Sean thing and get all the way to the end or whatever. I thought the match was great. I thought the finish was great. Can't say enough good things about it. It didn't change my life. Um, it's not like a, a match I'm going to remember forever. Uh, but it was the highest rated match on this show. I'm giving it five beers for sure. Great, great match. Definitely match of the week for me. Um, overall for, for this entire week, in my opinion,
1: but where are you at on it? All right, finally, finally, you cannot call me the salty man. You cannot call me Mister uh, Negative Nancy or whatever you want to say. And honestly, this match was like a breath of fresh air for the pay per view. And yeah. like you said, I prefer the thirty minute version of the Iron Man match rather than the sixty minute version because a sixty minute match, when when I know it's going to be a sixty minute match, it feels like I'm like, dude, this is going to be long. Sixty right. minute matches only work when they're broadways that you don't know what's going to happen. Like, those are great 60-minute matches because it just ends, and you're like, oh, shit, how long has this been going? But when I know that it's an hour, it just kind of takes it. But the 30-minute works perfect. Even with the clock counter in the corner, it just kind of kept the pacing for me. And just like you said, they did their own thing. They didn't copy the classic Bret and Shawn because I feel like so many people do Ironman matches and just do that format. And yeah, I mean it's an easy format to go off because it's just – I mean if you're – You know, I guess if you're not a veteran, you don't know how to, like, work some different shit. It's an easy format to work off of. But, you know, these two dudes, different styles but yet similar styles at the same time, just fucking fantastic. I love just, like, how that last part of the match, like, they were both just struggling, like, for every single movement. Like, every movement mattered in that last – in, like, the last part. And you thought that he – and you thought the tap was going to happen. You thought that he did tap, but technically just past that one-second mark as a – good old Mike was said 30 great. thirty minutes was and well one done. second. I thought it was beautiful. I mean I like saw it I saw it booked. coming
0: obviously, but I mean it doesn't matter. It's really well booked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, even if you see it coming, if it's booked great, if it all works together, it doesn't matter if you see agreed. it coming. Totally so, agreed. like I, I want it to come. I want it to come right into I want it to right come all face. over me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I agree. Right on your five eyes. fingers also on this match. It was the, the best thing on the show by uh, far. Like definitely by far the best thing on the show.
0: Love it! I love it, man! I love it. And I'll, okay, so I gotta be totally honest. I almost turned the TV off because I was like, "Oh, a great match, whatever." I completely forgotten that this wasn't the main event.
1: They were like the only went into I like. I do is because I had a because I I pre write out like each match like little sections like. Oh, notes, okay. And I already had that extra part, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I guess there is another match, but there shouldn't have been." Nice. Yeah. Well, I got G, We got JB
0: in the back interviewing Sting. Again, completely forgot about the match. So we got the Sinister Minister that interrupts. I really don't remember Abyss being the NWA champion. I remember him being like the Impact champion. But I don't remember him being the NWA champion. Oh, um,
1: yeah. That was like early. I think that's like... Cause he had that early run, and then he didn't win the Impact Championship till like way down the yeah, line. Yeah, 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 like, oh yeah, because that because they made it a gimmick.
0: Like, oh, he's been here since you know the beginning, and he's never been the Impact Champion or whatever. I feel like they, yeah, didn't they do that?
1: He, he wasn't. He was the NWA World that's Heavyweight right. Champion, right. That's right. which that's, that's right. better if you think about it. But I would totally, one hundred
0: percent. Well, it was a good package for the three way,
1: and I liked that James
0: Mitchell's kind of banned from ringside or whatever. Uh, I, it wasn't a bad match. I think that it, and and I, it, it was actually a pretty decent match, but it followed arguably the best match that TNA had had up to that point. I mean, just a really, really great match. And so like, I really tried to not, you know, like it was just hard for me to get excited about it. It wasn't anything wrong with the match was good. Actually. I felt like abyss worked really well. And I mean, I I feel like you can easily just see Christian cage versus Sting and know it's going to be good. And that part of it was, was good easily. Um, but the abyss element, I was worried that it wasn't going to... But it was. I thought the match was really good, and I liked the idea that, that Christian did a pretty good job of, of getting uh, the, the win. I thought the finish was a little abrupt. Um, I don't think it was, like, anything to write home about. I think the AJ match was better. I think the Samoa Joe match was better. Um, I think the, um, the the three-way match with, with Daniels and Saban was better. But I do think that this is right at about 2.75, maybe even three beers about average, uh, especially for a three-way. I just think that... You know, it may have been even been higher had it not followed that Ironman
1: match. But that's where I'm at. I'm going to say 2.75. Where are you at on it? Dude, it's funny. Uh, The line that you said, literally, one of my first notes is, the work rate itself wasn't terrible, but it wasn't anything to write home about. And that you literally had that exact same line. And... Even know. though I'm agreeing with you with that, I didn't quite give it as high of a rating because, I mean, honestly, I expected really – I expected more good things after we saw such a great match. Right. And I guess they had to – since they had to follow up such a good yeah. match, it just didn't it was, yeah. really meet my expectations right there. And then one thing that really pissed me off that was dumb as fuck, James Mitchell was just barred from ringside. He was backstage. But they put Tom Coe in a fucking cage. Why?
0: Yeah. Just, what yeah, what sense that does that
1: thing. make? Just so they can do the choke spot and have him let well, out of the I think, cage? I anyways? think I think Tomko
0: had been banned before and had still shown up.
1: Oh, he's still shown up. So they put him in a cage at ringside. Oh, gotcha. great! Yeah, yeah, they should have the shark tank. That that's the best kind. It's yeah, up high. It's that's great. So if he gets tank. out, he at least has to jump out and possibly risk injuring himself to help Christian. Which, you know, if they would have just added that to me, maybe I would have agreed with you. But I only went two beers, and this thing really pissed me off. I really could have went three, but it didn't make much sense. Abyss was the champion. He's eliminated, right? Yeah. He leaves, but then he comes back out to help Christian win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That fucking dumb. What, I don't care if you're controlled by another person, but logical. come on now. A champion is not going to lose his title and then help the other guy fucking win it. You're going to – help. You're going to make sure no one wins it. You're going to go out there and if you're Abyss, you're the monster. You're going to go out there and just fucking try to murder everybody. You're not going to help the one guy win very fucking stupid, but it was better than the LAX match. So
0: yes, it was better than the LAX match. I agree. I mean, I don't know. I, I still feel like that's a little – I feel like you just had high expectations because they had to follow like the show steal. I got nitpicky I guess because I was just yes, like, dude, see, why nitpicky. are you
1: doing this? Come on now. You guys I could tried just do not like a have... regular old three-way and it would have been fine. You had too much bullshit going on.
0: I do love a regular old three-way. Uh, with that being said, let's, uh, let's move on here to the current day product. Um, we're going to jump over here to WWE's Day 1 2022. I, I I mean, total honesty, guys, I have not watched a weekly program, even NXT, um, of, of WWE in at least a year. At least a year. I think the, like, quarantine, actually. Like, the real first quarantine, the first time this all went down. Um, real quarantine. <laughs> I, think, I think that was the last time. That, that like, three-week period, because I, like, had nothing to do, and I'd watched everything on Netflix, and I don't think I had HBO Max yet. So um yeah, I mean yeah, I was
1: watching every wrestling show real heavy. Everything I could, dude. Everything I could. Everything I could. Because I was working, but like no one was coming into work. So I was just Yeah hours of nothing to do.
0: I was a realtor and nobody wanted to leave their house. So like, it was really hard, uh, for, for a few months. Uh, but it was what it was. And I, I watched a lot of wrestling. That being said, I haven't seen the, the product. So honestly, every time we get to watch a current day WWE product, I'm very hopeful that it's good. I really am. Cause it's like, I know people talk about how bad it is and how bad the programming is. And I can see that. Um, and I hear about it and you know, I read like the, the dirt sheets and I read the results and I see what's going on. Um, and I see the people they're releasing and I'm like, these can't be good decisions. Um, but, you know, then I, so I'm always going into these with a clean slate is what I'm saying. Um, and I thought that there was kind of a cool opening here, like, with the Migos. And, like, I felt like the newer version of WWE, which is kind of, like, melding pop culture with the WWE, it is a good idea. And it's honestly, advertisements is yes, what we're starting to see. Yes, it is. It is a good idea for sports entertainment. I, and that's what I don't – I don't think people were realizing that, like – W, like we keep and we do it here all the time AEW versus WWE for sure yeah. but i think WWE is really trying to become more like the NBA or more like the MLB or more like like we're, they're not they don't give it they're trying to be a television product they don't give a damn about the wrestling i mean honestly it could it could get to a point where everything is just it's a television show and everything is just like movie
1: fights like that's all it is
0: like almost cinematics hey, you
1: remember uh, the one match that was like the pizza royal rumble match they had yeah. That was sponsored by Papa John's, or yeah. no, Pizza Hut. That's okay, going to happen from I now get on. Okay, I now get YouTube ads from Pizza Hut that are clips from that match. Yeah, They made it into an ad, and I was like, that's what WWE is going to slowly become, just a big corporate sponsorship. Yeah. If they can yeah. make it work and make it entertaining, then fuck it, who cares?
0: No, I totally agree. I totally agree, man. I mean, and that's going to lead us into the first match here. Uh, it's the Usos versus the New Day. I mean, it's a sturdy match, it's the work rate you'd expect. Um, the guys, I mean, they've carried the division for years at this point. Uh, but honestly, how many fucking times have we seen this match, guys? Oh my-
1: God, are you shitting me? I mean,
0: it was a good match. It really was. But I've seen all these spots. Like before, uh, Woods got a massive pop on the hot tag, and the crowd really did love it. It feels like the crowd is fine with it. They, they, they They didn't seem like they were stale with it at all. And it was great work. There were some really good false finishes. I liked that the 3D is what finally finished it off. That popped me. That was a little different. Um a match was what you expected and nothing less. So that being said, it was three and a half beers. It was above average. That's, that's, what, that's what they do. That's what Usos and New Day do. It was three and a half beers, maybe even three and three quarters. Um, it was a good match. Where are you at on it?
1: Well, before I knocked my computer off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, knocked my computer trying to pick up my notes. But, yes, yeah, seriously, for the literally 100 millionth time, the Usos versus the New Day. And I literally can't agree with... Fuck. I'm high. shit. No, but seriously, I can't... I literally, like, I agree with every fucking thing you said. They always deliver. It's, like, nothing to complain about here. It's just we've seen this so many goddamn times, like, that I can't even count. And Kofi, they made him look really strong. He was, like, kicking out of all types of, like, crazy shit. And the crowd was hot. The 3D finish was a nice surprise. That definitely, like you said, popped me. It actually boosted the rating up a little bit because i was like all right even though we're gonna get all this predictable shit at least they win with a different move a cool different finisher i agree i went three and a half right there with you i can i can show it if you want me to show but yeah right there so maybe we're gonna start agreeing here a little bit more with these ratings hopefully or i can be mr salty we'll see because i'm still nitpicky
0: yeah i hear you i hear you that makes sense to me that makes sense for sure let's keep it rolling here um, we got a solid biggie promo. Um, and then Kayla interviews the Migos, which was very meh, uh, happy Corbin and madcap Moss got mic time for no apparent reason. Um, and then we saw the match here, which was madcap Moss versus Drew McIntyre. It's a glorified squash. It's just a long squash match. That's all it is. Um, I mean, he got a, more hope spots than I would have thought it was. Uh, th- not that I thought he would rather, but it was, I don't know. It was okay at best, but not, it was below average. I gave it a beer and a half.
1: Okay. Well, I guess I'm, you're the one who's Mr. Salty on this match right here, because honestly, I thought that uh mad cat Moss got way more offense than he deserved in this match. And it was, a, I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than I thought I should have because it just Why? got, he's terrible. I don't know. Maybe exact, Drew just kind of manhandled him and really beat the sh- – It's like you said, it was a glorified squash. It just kind of oh, went so you a little that. bit longer. I don't know. It seemed weird to give him all these big spots, and I don't know. I was just – I was pleasantly surprised, so I went two and a half beers.
0: Two and a half beers. Man, that's – I don't know. Uh, I've
1: never really seen Mr. Mad Cat Moss or Riddick Moss, whatever the fuck you want to call him, really do much. And he kind of got a, a spot to shine just to get his ass whooped, but I don't know. Yeah it was fun seeing Drew McIntyre fight somebody else besides fucking three people. So
0: yeah, true, true. Uh, we did get an Owens promo in the back after the match. It was decent, a little scattered, but, uh, he's going to go find Sammy. I, I don't know. I guess uh, they're friends again. Again, I've been so far from removed from the daily product. Dude, but it's I have like, no clue. They're, they're, they're friends. They're enemies. They're good, but they're bad. Rollins is friends too. So is Owens a heel again? Cause he was a babyface stunning people all the time. I, I, I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know because he still does the stunner and people are going to cheer for the stunner no matter what. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, weird. We'll, we'll get to that. The next match on the card here is the street profits versus RK bro, uh, for the raw tag team championships. The Migos come out with RK bro, which is real weird to me. Like, why not? I, I feel like it makes more sense for the street profits and I'm not trying to be racist. It just, that's their gimmick. Like it makes more sense. Like private party, like that kind of whole vibe, like with the solo cups and shit It makes more sense to me. like, I mean, brittle and like Orton specifically, like what, like, how does that, how does that flesh out? It's a little like, bit
1: foreshadowing, uh, you know, you know, uh, riddle, not really Riddle. It's actually Randy Orton. Randy Orton's the reason that they were with them because they, Randy Orton is apparently their favorite wrestler. Oh really? Yeah. And there's like pictures. Of, I didn't like, know them that. And, and you can go back and find some pictures of like, you know, them together, like at the airport taking a photo together and some other shit. Like. Yeah, That's I'm not. I'm not really Amigos guy, to be honest with you. It's not. They, not they've had some. They've had some good songs. Some bad songs. Not depth. Depth.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's 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 outside of my wheelhouse. But uh, let's get into the match here. Um, I, it was a good match for sure. It's it's kind of like wild that the RK Bros storyline has gone this long. To be honest with you, um, the eventual feud I think is going to be crazy good. Um, and I hope. I really hope it's actually Riddle that turns this time, because it's like you know. Orton always gets in tag teams and he always turns heel and he yeah, always, it's, it's you, like, that's it's almost like part of his character. So I really hope they're like, they just turn riddle heel. Cause I feel like he could be an awesome, like just cocky shit eating heel. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like, cause I, and I know he can take an ass beating, you know what I mean? So it's like, he'd be a great heel. He's got good offense. He's got a mean streak in him for sure. He's a, he could totally play that douche heel. Definitely. Um, and I thought the street profits in the match definitely held their own belt to belt for sure. Montez Ford is going to be a star. Like the dude is, I mean, his hops are insane. It kills me that he wears long tights with no knee pads underneath. It makes his legs look super small and that bothers me. Um, but that's again, like just really superficial, like visual thing. Um, (laughs) I thought the finish was dope. I thought it was a very good match. Uh, not as good as the new days and Usos match, but better than average for sure. I gave it three and a quarter to three and a half. Uh, where are you at on this Street Profits versus RK Bro?
1: Yeah, I mean, they definitely uh, put on a great uh, match for the crowd. The crowd was definitely hyped into it. And it was really weird seeing the Street Profits like working heel, but they're supposed to be babyface, like storyline wise, and like normally are. But they were still working babyface, but working heel at the same time. Kind of weird. But. Dude, really cool finish, like you said, that d- nice double DDT spot leading into the launch up to the RKO. Any little RKO variation is always cool. Anytime you toss a little wrinkle into it to where it's not just the regular out of nowhere, you know, I, I enjoy yeah. that when you do something special. My Still, my favorite one of all time has got to be either the Seth Rollins pop-up, which was awesome from WrestleMania, if you know what I'm talking about, Yeah. or uh, Matt Seidel, the um oh of, uh, yeah 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 uh, shooting yeah, yeah, star yeah. press into yeah. it which was yeah. fucking fantastic but i went three beers right here in the middle you know yeah we're not like you said far off on it was it wasn't like the goddamn best match of all time but it was right it was, it was pretty, good it was good man. solid entertaining right there in the middle like was a, so that makes it above average to me
0: it wasn't just like oh, i was there it was okay whatever like that it was, it was i mean it was it was memorable enough to me so I, that's why i gave it the edge come on now just a little bit just a little poke over the over the three. Oh well speaking of
1: edge we'll get to that
0: Let's get right into it, man. We got uh, before we get to the match, we got more on the angle from Corbin and Moss and McIntyre. I can't imagine anyone wants more of that, but OK, uh, we got a package for the Royal Rumble, a package for Bel Air. Um, lots of lots of downtime here. Um, and then we got a Kayla interviewing Brock and he cuts a really good promo with chip teeth and all. Um, yeah. I, I like honestly, looking like, very rugged. Bro. Babyface Brock is great. Babyface Brock is great. Like I didn't, I never thought I'd say it, but it's awesome. Like he's, he's doing a great job. I think it's, I think he's kind of showing that like, Hey guys, like I've always actually been a really good professional wrestler. I've always just, I actually lived the gimmick, you know, like, and that's, I love that. Like, I think that's awesome. Um, I, you know what I want? I really want a broken skull sessions with Brock Lesnar. I really want that. I feel like that. I want like at least two and a half hours of it, too. I feel it like just it would be, be all really about good. like,
1: you know, hunting and grilling meat. But
0: no, 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 no. It'd be about wrestling. <laughs> It'd be some about hunting and grilling meat, but I like hunting and grilling meat. So that's cool. Um, let's go on to the next match, though. It's the Miz versus the Edge. Uh, I'm gonna let you go. You go.
1: You tell me what you thought about this one. Well, honestly, I'm always going to pot for the brood entrance. I don't know if it's like, is this a new like pay-per-view? Does he only do this at pay-per-views now? Is this like a thing?
0: I don't know. Because I don't. We didn't
1: Rollins, yeah. and maybe well, because you know, I guess previously on Raw the week, you know, the I think he does it, it get personal. Well, the Go Home Show, he gave him a bloodbath. Yeah. So maybe that's like his thing. If he gives you a bloodbath, he's going to do the brood thing. You really should just have like Gangrel
0: come out and just walk him to the ring, like that's yeah. all. Just walk him to the ring, spit the blood, pay him like a grand, and send him back. Like a hundred percent would think, do it. Yeah.
1: I still think back to when apparently Gangrel was going to do that with Christian and AEW, but then like Edge did it a week before, and they were just like, fuck, all right, we can't do it now. Oh, yeah, that's a bummer. Which that would have been very cool to see, because Gangrel oh, that, yeah. just... If you just added Gangrel to it, it would make it a little bit cooler. But, you know, the match itself was, you know, it was a classic WWE-style match with a few cool little spots here there. I really like that Impaler DDT off the apron. That was pretty fucking sick. Probably one of the sickest things. And... It was going like like a pretty good solid match till the end. Till the fucking ending, which they like zoomed in on Beth Phoenix like very awkwardly for like a few minutes. Like, I don't know if it was like a production fuck up mm. or like what was going on, but I was like, uh, oh, like, uh, what are we doing here? And then eventually she comes to the ring and they just kind of turns into like a distraction and it's over with a spear. So it's like it was leading that could have been into something good, but it just kind of fucking ended and had some dumb fucking what it, like Gaga in it. And it just didn't really work. So I only went three beers on it. It was just kind of in the middle.
0: Mm. mm. Yeah. So I, I like that because I've been hearing a lot of people say like Edge and Miz like they had a great match. It was match. okay.
1: It was just that mm, that stuff th- okay, just did not. Like, it fucked it up. I for thought.
0: The, I thought the match started off slow. I thought the crowd was hot for the entrances, but that felt like it. Like it lost a lot of steam after it began. I saw every, everybody was sitting. Didn't seem like anybody was really that into it. I mean, like you, it did seem to pick up in the middle, but it never really got the emotion they were going for. It to me it just to make it like quickly. personal. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I not no. I thought it was. I thought it was plenty long. I thought it was plenty well, long. No, like
1: but like what you said the part where it built up like once it started oh, yeah, yeah 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 that whole ending angle thing just kind of like yeah. blew it if that it just Dude, that could yeah. have been a post that could have been a post match angle
0: I agree and i've all i have always been an advocate of the miz I love edge I've always been an advocate of edge i i i, I wanted to love this match I was hyped like if you would have showed me the card I would have been like that's gonna be my favorite match like i would have i would have stopped for sure like that would have been the best one. And uh, dude, the the Beth Phoenix return just ruined it. Like it, like any any momentum that it did have, it was just
1: like was that supposed forever. to go that way? Were they supposed was, to just like stop on her face for like a solid like five seconds with nothing happening?
0: And it felt so so stale and subpar. Yeah, it was whack as fuck. Yeah, it was just not good, not good. Uh, it it it, it just felt like they would spent so much time and nothing actually happened. I don't know. It was subpar for sure. Uh, I gave it two and a half beers at best.
1: At oh, okay. Best. And I felt well, like I was hey. being generous. I, um, I guess I was the one who was being uh, generous this time with a three. Yeah. Yeah. You were for sure. Uh, let's go and I initially one. like pinned a higher rating. Like I was going to go higher cause I thought it was, it was felt like it was going that way. And then I was like, Yeah. well, I'm no. glad you didn't cause I didn't like no, it that shit. whole, that whole ending thing ruined it for me. Like if they were going to zo- like, they should have had her walk out with like you know, a cloak on with her face covered, then zoomed in on it for a minute for like five seconds. Then the reveal, not just. Right. Like, that. yeah, it was, it was fucking horrible. So, let, yeah, let's let's get the fuck on to the next match, which. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't. Nah, it was probably worse. So let's just. Yeah, I'll absolutely
0: not. I thought the match was great. Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch. Raw Women's Championship. Uh, number one issue here is that they look like a damn tag team, though. Hated that. I mean, I hated that. Half matte black, half like shiny black. They looked it, they looked like a tag team, straight up. Hated it. Um, the crowd is definitely behind Morgan, and I can say that she's easily the most improved diva that I've seen start on TV and get better and better and better. She is really... I agree. She's g- a good wrestler now. I, I have no problem saying that. Hats off to her. And I thought that she... I thought it was a really solid back and forth. I thought they had a really good tempo. It didn't feel like either one of them were feeding. It didn't feel like either one of them were green. I thought the finish was wonky, and that's what really hurt it. I, I thought the finish felt really wonky, but I thought it was still slightly above average. Um, had, it not, had it not had a bad finish, I would have given it probably three and three-quarter beers. The finish was wonky enough to take a half a beer off. I gave it three and a quarter beers. Above average for sure.
1: Man. I think this match sucked, and it was all because of Becky Lynch. Because, dude, I hated Becky Lynch's facials. Her selling is not believable in this match. Like, her as a heel is just not believable to me. And like you said, dude, Liv Morgan's in-ring work, dude, Liv Morgan's in-ring work has improved tremendously. Like, dude, it's that sunset bounds, flip powerbomb in the corner, like, that was fucking yeah, sick. Sick, And, like, yeah. her, just her... Her move, like, fluidly, the moves in the ring, like, you can tell she's improved a lot. And Becky Lynch's, like, actual work, like, was fine. But, like, her facials and, like, her selling as a heel. I feel like her body language has changed a lot since she's come back, too. And, and that's I, again, what I was like, going to say. Ever since she's came back, it's like... She's not. It's not it. She's just not doing well, it for me ever since her return. Yeah,
0: it's not. It's not a. It's not a body shame thing. It's just that like she before she was a little bit thicker, right? And I yeah. felt like her movements looked more natural because of that additional weight. So this, is – I mean, like it's almost like the like I honestly feel like she looked better in the ring with more weight on her. No, you she know did I mean?
1: honestly. Her and Charlotte Flair both recently have that you can tell they've either like slimmed down or did something, and I it's affecting like the way they look in the ring. Like, I don't know what it is visually, but they just don't look as yeah, good. Yeah. As they and it's
0: the movement. Had. It's not her body or like, it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah.
1: mass. Like they just like, they look skinnier. They still look like, they still look very muscular, but they just look yeah. smaller. It just, yes. uh, yeah. It and looks, it looks, uh, it just, it does affect yeah. like you don't have but to honestly, be, they look more fragile. It looks yeah, like exactly. they're more with, prone like, to injury. I don't like, understand. I'm, like, yeah, you're a wrestler. Sure. Like women, and, I know and, women yeah. want to be all skinny and you know whatever. Right. Like that's what they want to do. You don't have to do that. Like sure, sure, sure.
0: Yeah, and then if you do, that's your ju- that's that's. It, I that's mean, you. if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Yeah, I'm, what yeah whatever. Do, I'm not I, like literally. I'm not trying. I have no. Not, you it's not my job to talk to about your body. That. I'm just saying that you your your body language in the ring, your work rate looked more fluid with a thicker frame. That's, that's exactly. All.
1: You need to speed up your. Speed up your style if you're going to have a smaller frame. Do something. What? Yeah. something yeah, yeah. to adjust.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that for sure. I but can agree a very
1: shitty anticlimactic finish. Like when yeah. she did that move, I was like, what? That's – And she's end? not
0: even like pinned. Her shoulders yeah. aren't even like down at all. It's like they weren't stupid. even remotely down. It
1: was like – 1.75 beers. Oh, my god. It pissed oh, me off. Like the whole crazy. time I was watching this, I was just like just fucking – I was pissed.
0: Over here. Preposterous
1: over here. I was like three shots of tequila deep. Yeah. That sounds right. That sounds like Tequila. And I actually changed the channel after this and then went back and had to watch the main event later because it just pissed me off. That sounds like Tequila X for
0: sure. Uh,
1: Manly, you know what? Let's
0: wrap this thing up. Let's get into the uh, let's get into the main event here. We got a great Rollins promo. It's a fatal five way. Um, originally, obviously Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns was also supposed to happen, but that didn't happen. So they threw Brock into here. So we all know what that means, right? We all know going into this, what that means.
1: Yeah. Anytime Um, that Brock Lesnar is not supposed to be in a match, you know what happens if he gets suddenly put in there.
0: A hundred percent. We know what's going on here. It's uh, it's Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens versus Biggie, uh, versus Lesnar. Uh, and it starts off super hype. It's very fast paced. Um, Lashley's spear on Lesnar was done really well to kind of take him out of the, to, out of the game for the first half of the match really. And I can definitely see that the match becoming, uh, I can definitely see that match like Lashley versus Lesnar becoming a priority towards mania. And obviously I think that they're doing, I mean, they're, I guess they're building it for rumble, but it, maybe it will be a mania. Who knows? Um, I, I mean, I thought this was really good. It's essentially like you know how we watch those GCW shows, and they always have a scramble. It's like this is WWE's scramble, but it's all main event guys, and that yeah, and it's for the I fucking mean, world championship, and it's fucking good i thought i had some awesome moments for sure mm-hmm. i was pleasantly surprised by this match um i, I mean d- dude brock's selling specifically was great he gave everybody shine i feel like even though he went over and i know everybody's already bitching about biggie and they're making it a racial thing and i'm like come on man like he was the champ you, like championship runs in the 2000 teens don't last that long unless your name no is it's from a the brock lesnar
1: like. thing it's just that brock lesnar is just 10 times above anybody, no matter what WWE. I don't, it's just, that's just, it sucks, but that's what it is. And he just hates the new day. He is the undertaker. Now
0: he is supposed to be above everyone else. Now, like that's ha- that's how he's gonna have to be. And honestly, having one guy like that is not bad. It's kind of like
1: John Cena was for yes, ten
0: years. Yes, exactly. It's not bad. John Cena was the babyface version of, and Roman Reigns is the heel version of what they're doing. It, it is what it is. They tried to make him John Cena babyface part two, and that didn't work at all. Everybody hated it. Then now, now that he's heel, everyone loves him, or at least the majority of wrestling fans love the Bloodline idea way more than they loved babyface Roman Reigns. In all honesty, he doesn't really wrestle that different. I mean, his promos are completely different.
1: heel Roman Reigns gave us babyface Brock Lesnar.
0: Yes, it did. If it wasn't for that,
1: we wouldn't have babyface Lesnar.
0: Which is awesome. I love it. I love this match. I thought it was really good. I mean, even with Brock Lesnar winning, honestly, I feel like that means you see more of Lesnar. And I'm into it, especially with what he's doing right now. I would argue now, too, that like... The, this past run with him as a heel moving into him being a babyface has been more impactful than like his undisputed championship run in 2002, 2003. I think that he is better now uh, than he was then. This is going to cement his legacy more to wrestling fans. I think casual fans have always thought he's a Hall of Famer, but actual wrestling fans are like, oh, you know, he comes, he shows up, he just makes a lot of money, he doesn't care about the business, blah, 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 blah. And I was one of those guys about four or five years ago. But now I'm like, you know what? He's, he's, I feel like he's doing, he's wrapping it up and he's doing a great job. I'm into it. I gave it four and a quarter beers. Could have been four and a half. Wasn't, I mean, I can't, I can't go five beers for a scramble. um I just can't, but four and a quarter. But if I, if I could, I would. So let's say, let's say four and a quarter, four and a half. Where are
1: you at on it? I mean, dude. Honestly, like you said, this match started off fucking really fun, wild, like Brock Lesnar was suplexing everybody. You got all the big fucking moves. Everybody got to hit their finishers. Like, everybody got some shine. Nobody looked weak, and the person that looked the strongest was Bobby Lashley, which was like the most intriguing thing to me. He kept getting the best of Lesnar, and if you notice, he never got out of the hurt lock. The hurt lock was broken up, so that's a little bit of foreshadowing there, which wouldn't... Which like is good WWE, booking. WWE storytelling has been just b- bullshit pure lately except for like a few things here there. And that, I was like, hmm, I see a yeah. little bit of some good stuff yes. working here. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing that sucked for it really was just the way it ended with just Big E just kind of like – just because Big E took the pin, which yeah. I feel like if it would have been a little bit better if someone else took the pin because Big E could have had that claim like I lost but I never got pinned. Yeah. So that's the only little thing that upset that with me or that upset me because of that. Goddamn it. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. And I honestly thought I could have went five beers too, but I went 4.75 beers okay. for this match. Okay. It was great. Okay. Just like you said, it was the WWE main event of version of a fucking scramble. Everybody yeah. hit a bunch of fucking wild moves. It was just a fun time. Yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, man, like this is a good show. It was a good show. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, even though that women's match pissed me off. And that's probably why we got all that extra interview shit. And we got that Mad Cat Moss match just because we didn't have the other match. Because yeah. this match kind of seemed like it was just fast, really just like fucking quick.
0: Yeah, it, it was. But, I, but up, I like that.
1: It ended just kind of suddenly. I was like, whoa, fuck, it's it's over. So what I want to see happen, though, so since we got that foreshadowing of the Bobby Lashley and Lesnar I want to see them have their series of matches, eventually see you know Bobby Lashley take the title, and then Lesnar take it back from him, and then eventually Big E get to hit Lesnar one more time, get the title yep. back, officially win it from him. That'd be a good WrestleMania match. Big E versus Lesnar in the main event. I mean, I think it's probably going to end up being
0: Big E. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Well, no. And,
1: yeah, that's fine and, for now, but maybe the next. No, no, year. I think
0: that's going to be main. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. Just yeah, yeah, build yeah, that
1: yeah. as a long term yeah. story. Yeah. No,
0: I could see that for sure. I could see that for sure. Who do you think Roman Reigns goes against?
1: At this point, uh, even though I know we just said that, I heard that they're trying to build to a title versus title unification match at WrestleMania with um, yeah, they Lesnar versus Reigns.
0: Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good so idea. So
1: they do that. I mean, yeah, that's kind of cool. Get rid of the two world championships because AEW, you know, they only have one world championship. Like every other company has only one world championship. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. having And, two, on, and, well, honestly,
0: too, and honestly, too, it's almost like you don't – I mean, you have the separate brands, but they're not. I
1: mean, bro, I mean, it, it's like – Back in the day, it worked when it truly was, when they had their own pay-per-views, <laughs> when they had their own separate brands. Like it truly worked. Like, But now – like it doesn't make any sense when Lesnar and Roman reigns show up on both shows just cause they need ratings. Like it doesn't work anymore. Like it used to, it truly used to be separate.
0: Right. We no, occasionally no, yeah, yeah.
1: Would get those, like those yeah. matches, like where remember we I got a, like, John Cena where we got like the, all the uh, people on the same brand for one special pay-per-view. Like you wouldn't, it yeah. would not be a weekly thing.
0: Yeah. Now that you have so many other options for wrestlers, should just be one main roster. I think, and honestly, I think there's money in the unification universal goes into, you know, the world, it becomes one thing. Um, and then I and that's think that's an that,
1: opportunity for a new, unique yeah, belt design. U S intercontinental the tag team titles,
0: the women's titles, um, all of it needs to be unified. I think in my opinion, um,
1: did you I mean, know that the intercontinental championship hasn't been defended on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania night two,
0: it's such a shame, man. And I have a bad feeling too that if they unify them, they will keep the US title. I have a bad feeling if they unify them both, it won't be the Intercontinental uh, title. They'll keep the US title.
1: They got to keep those. They got to keep those two mid-card titles. They have to. Nah. Don't, I don't keep think so. I mean w- why? E w- when was the last the uh, you just title, title. said That's when was the last time title. we saw the
0: IC title? To me, I don't Inter- I I I would be comp- to be completely honest, I would rather see it go away than see Mad Cat Moss as the Intercontinental champion. On defending and on main event. You know what I mean? I don't. I, I don't. I don't think you Shinsuke just kill Nakamura
1: it. Is Nakamura still the current champion? I don't
0: know. I don't know. I think it's Sami Zayn now, actually.
1: I'm hey, not sure. Isn't that, isn't that horrible what they've done It to sucks.
0: Like yes. I don't even know. Who's the US used champ? to be
1: like a Do we know who the US deal? champ is? What?
0: Do you know who the US champ is?
1: The US champ? Yeah, it's Damian Priest.
0: Where was he? Wasn't he getting a big push? Didn't he just wrestle with like Bad Bunny at WrestleMania? Where is he? Yep. Probably he some hurt? COVID shit. Oh, okay. There you go. But he
1: was back on Raw. Like, I think maybe a bunch of people who were out are all back now, you know.
0: Yeah, Shinsuke versus Damien Priest is a solid co-main event, or, like, at least a, you know, a, a lower... Dude, but have you
1: seen the way they're presenting him now? I hate it. The, his whole thing is that he's Damien Priest, so one side of him, Damien, is his evil side, and Priest is his good side. And when he gets too mad during a match, when Damien comes out, he can't control himself, and he'll just gets disqualified because he starts just going crazy and it's just so it's like hugh morris <laughs> <laughs> hugh it Murray. is it is like hugh morris that's the same yeah. thing yeah exactly and i just dumb. it's fucking horrible to see because when he was punishment martinez and roh and his early oh, yeah. days of uh being damian priest and punishment martinez oh, he was, he was it, badass yeah. Yeah, he was person, it, as a sure. cool wrestler, and I was like, "Oh, this guy has potential."
0: Then and he, he wrestles a, a '90s
1: style almost, you know, which is cool.
0: I, I don't know. I th- I feel like you know, I, I'm 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 an old guy, so I, I miss that kind of style sometimes. I love the X Division style. I love the up up tempo, you know. I love the Kenny Omega vibe. I love all that. But it's like sometimes I miss just like, you know, good old fashioned suplexes and hip tosses and arm bars and arm drag. And you know he's I mean? a bigger
1: like, guy, so I mean, yeah, you know, he can't. He's it's unrealistically to see him work that. Crazy neck break, fast paced style that most people do, but he yeah. can, but he can cut the moves occasionally here or there that are sick. He can work into it, but they completely have ruined his character appearance and presentation for me. Because I was a Damian Priest fan, I was a Punishment Martinez fan, but ever since he's became fucking looking like fucking a uh, fucking backup dancer for Prince, or he was like in <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh-huh. or something, yeah. like he's just. Not presented very badass anymore. Just saying, he's definitely not. like happy guy. Happy, happy to be guy. there, kind of happy guy.
0: Um, yeah, man. Okay, well, I think for wrapping up this this week, I would say that the the best match out of either show was Samoa Joe versus Kurt oh, Angle,
1: hundred um, percent. But I think that day day one was a better show overall. Yeah, I enjoyed. I I agree with you. Like you said, like I just like you said. I had to force myself to watch Final Resolution at times. But yeah, day one, besides me cutting it off because I was kind of drunk and pissed off, uh, it was great. Uh, it was a great show, man. It was a great show.
0: I mean, hey, it's season four. It's episode one. And a current WWE show won, won the show. I didn't think they would, honestly. All right. I didn't so think let's go and
1: keep that tally. Started off for season four. WWE is one and oh. When it comes yeah. to comparisons and pay-per-views for current day WWE, we're getting, we'll, we're, we'll start doing some rankings. We'll have yeah. the current day WWE winners, any modern days, any TNAs, like any company that gets the win. We're going to start keeping track and see at the end of the year, who's going to be the superior KFA brand.
0: Yep. So yeah, I'll just start keeping it right now. We got current WWE at one and zero. Oh. we have O seven TNA at zero oh and one. That's so not a very good four. start out for not a very good start for, for 07 for TNA. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, man, I'm I'm hype about it. Let's let's get into the uh, the next couple weeks. We got two weeks. Uh, we're gonna go out, and give you guys two weeks. We did map out all the way through February, but some things just change. You know, like pay-per-views just pop up. So we're only gonna go two weeks uh, every week to like to let you know guys know what's coming up. Um, and so next week we're gonna be covering Impact's Hard to Kill 2022, which is I believe is tomorrow um, on Fight. And then we have WCW Sold Out 1997. So I'm excited about getting into the 1997 storylines from WCW. Uh, we, we just finished Starcade in 96, so we're just going to keep that whole thing going. Um, I'm I'm hype, man. Are you hype about Impact and uh, WCW kind of going head-to-head here?
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty excited. And even though the WCW 1997 Sold Out is a all-time classic, you know, you're going to have some good matches because in the cruiserweight division, they are always going to deliver. And you're probably going to have some bullshit in the main event, which is, you know... On par for WCW, but Impact, hard to kill. That's one that's kind of more surprising. We don't really know what to expect. We got yeah. multiple world titles on the line. We yeah. got... Ring of Honor's multiple, world titles on the line. Yeah. Ring of Honor World Championship. Women's Impact champi- World uh, Championship. Knockout Championship. Knockouts Championship. We'll probably have, you know, all lots of lots of big matches going on there.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited so, about it for sure. Yeah, me sold, too. Sold it's out as one of the be. legendary, funny... Uh, kind of bad. Like, I mean, it, I, I can go ahead and tell you the impact current is probably gonna get go one and zero on that one. Uh, but it's funny. It's it's funny to see how much power the the NWO really had in '97 when they were going full tilt and how they abused the shit out of it. But um, yeah, yeah and that's gonna unless be
1: good. Jonathan Gresham like forgets how to wrestle, then yeah. uh, I it's think unlikely. impact's gonna win.
0: Unlikely for sure. Uh, and then two weeks from now, it's gonna be a legendary moment. It'll be episode three of uh, season four. It'll be the very first episode that Mr. Know-It-All will not be on. We are going to be debuting um, the recurring once a month show. It's going to be the Baker's Dozen. Jesse Baker is going to be taking over. He's going to have some guests on. I'm not even sure what the topic is yet. I will know next week for you guys. But Jesse's going to be hosting the Baker's Dozen. I'm really excited to kind of add this to the kayfabe comparisons family. It makes way more sense. Me and Wex like doing this two-man booth. It makes it easier for us to keep it, it kind of inside the hour for format because three opinions is a lot. Uh, but Jesse has been a, a big part of the kayfabe family for a long time. So it's awesome to kind of give him his own show and dude, to be totally honest, it'll be nice to have a week off where we can kind of, you know, just you can you can skate and I can write some tunes and and I can, can just have a
1: enjoy watching some dynamite without yeah. stressing to also fit, fit in a TNA pay-per-view. Totally.
0: Totally. I'm I am super hype about what we got going on. Hopefully you guys are hype about season four. Hopefully you're loving the graphics. Hopefully you're loving the new tunes uh, on the front and back of this episode. Um, yeah, if you guys ever want to be sponsored on the show or if you want us to shout you out, be sure to send us an email at kayfabecomparison at gmailcom You can always find the show on the socials at kfabecom, except for TikTok, where we are at kfabecompod. You can always find me, Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer on all the socials at Daniel Daybreak. All of them. TikTok, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, LiveJournal, the whole thing.
1: Uh, Wex, give them the script, man. Where can they find you? As always, you can find your boy, Wex, Breaking the Lawson, at Wex, Breaking the Lawson, on all of your social medias, and of course, it's just, uh, it's a it's Wexly on Facebook, if I ever get on there, you know, sometimes I, I'll promote for the, the podcast on there, maybe, that's about That'd it, be Shady here, there, but I gotta get a new phone, because it's just a piece of shit, it doesn't have enough internal storage, and it won't let me transfer apps to the SD card for some reason with the new update, and it's just a yeah it's a little piece of shit so if you got any new good phone recommendations holler at me at wex breaking the lawson on all your social medias and be sure to check out that youtube page you gonna get some more shit popping off here in the new year as soon as this is done i'm gonna start fucking pranking the shit out let's get it
0: i'm excited it's season four thanks for sticking with us boys and girls first episode of 2022 we're out we'll see you next week peace
1: holla peace